The city of Jamestown held a joint press conference on Monday, May 9th with members of the Public Safety Department and City Council about proposed public safety investments. Here is the audio from that press event. Welcome everyone. Thanks so much for, uh, for coming. I know we had some requests to take this outside. It's a beautiful day, but uh, we, uh, we didn't know what the weather was going to be like, so we're here today. Uh, I want to start off first by uh, thanking President Dulce, uh, Councilman Sheldon, Councilman Russell, Councilman Reynolds, uh, Chief Jackson, uh, and the Deputy, uh, Deputy Chief, Fire Chief Kuhn for being here with us uh, this evening, as well as a host of other council members and uh, uh, employees. We've really noticed the high-profile incidents involving gun crime in our city in the past few weeks, and the rise in gun crime is happening nationwide. We as a city have not been immune uh, from this. An existing EMS crisis on top of the gun uh, issue has been lasting over a decade and truly been made worse by COVID. It stretched our city and county's resources thin. Tonight, I'm proud to announce investments into our public safety departments, totaling millions of dollars. The Public Safety Committee, President Dulce and myself have found common ground on the need to invest in our police and fire to make Jamestown safer. These investments form the backbone of a commitment to ensure that everyone in Jamestown is safe and has adequate emergency care. But first, I'm going to hand it off to our Director of Public Safety and Police Chief, Tim Jackson, to give you an update on recent events, as well as describe some of the partnerships our police department has engaged in to help quell gun violence. Chief Jackson. So tonight, I'd like to announce that the Jamestown Police Department will be taking additional measures and steps to combat violent crime in the city. Uh, one of them is we've begun working with our local, state, and federal partners, including the FBI, to hold those accountable for acts of census violence that's happened in the city of Jamestown. We will use the resources of local, state, and federal law enforcement to arrest and prosecute those responsible. Many of our recent shootings have been committed by non-residents and are involved in narcotics traffic, trafficking. Those shootings, I want to emphasize, are targeted and are not random. Also, we will be using added Jamestown police officers, including our new canine, Grimm, to investigate and arrest those for using or possessing illegal firearms. Again, I want to emphasize to the city of Jamestown, we're using everything at our disposal to combat this violence. Okay. Thank you, Chief. I want to uh, thank my fellow elected officials for coming to the table and really working out a deal. I think we recognize that these are investments that have to be made and I thank them for their leadership and their willingness to work with me to make sure that our city government is responsive. We owe it to the people of Jamestown to work together, and I'm happy to say this was truly a collaborative effort. This funding will provide for more person power and equipment across our public safety departments. This will include three new police officers, four new firefighters, and a second ambulance. First, I'd like to start talking a bit about our police officers. Over the past few years, we have seen a startling rise 
in gun, gun crime. Thanks to the hard work, but it's simply not enough. That's why we're committing to hiring three new officers to create a gun violence unit and focus on quality of life issues. The city saw 19 shooting incidents last year, and there are already seven this year. Unfortunately, we've lost three people and have had seven injuries as a result of these shootings. The police have seized, held, or recovered 90 guns last year, which more than doubled in 2020. This year, 25 guns have been seized, held, or recovered. The quality of life in our city is also an issue that I hear day in and day out from my office. Mostly chronic noise complaints. While noise complaints fell last year, we deal with a large number of them each year. And truthfully, our residents deserve to live peacefully and quietly to the extent that they can in the city. To say these officers are critical is truly an understatement. But we intend to utilize these officers to also deal with quality of life issues that exist, such as noise complaints. It's time to invest in making our community a safer place. By using ARPA funds, the American Rescue Plan Act funds, we can hire three new officers to make a difference and quell the rising tide of gun violence. In addition to our federal and local partnerships, as the chief explained, we're looking into additional funding sources to secure more resources for our officers. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't discuss the issue with EMS and our fire department. The Public Safety Committee, President Dulce, and myself all recognize the need for more firefighters. And by using ARPA funds to hire four additional firefighters, we'll be able to run a second ambulance, adding additional and critical capacity in our EMS network, as well as enhanced fire protection for our residents. Over the past decade or so, we have seen our fire department run more and more EMS calls. To date, the fire department has run nearly 11% more calls and nearly 30% more EMS transports than they did this same time last year. This is in addition to running 1,000% more calls than they ran a decade ago. This is demanding our friends in the volunteer departments surrounding Jamestown that respond in a mutual aid scenario. More and more, we're calling in those departments to help. And we simply need more capacity, and it's the duty for the city to step up. Outside fire districts run nearly 500 calls in the city each year. We can take more of that burden by running the second ambulance and ensuring residents are getting critical, life-saving care faster than ever before. These additional firefighters will also help augment our fire protection services and ensure that we have extra staff members on all shifts to quickly respond to calls. These investments are critical to our future as a city, and we must be able to protect and serve our residents while delivering high-quality public safety. It's one of our core missions as local government. Without the ARPA funds, this would not be possible, and we cannot waste this opportunity. It's time to fund more police officers and firefighters for our residents. At this time, I will turn it over to President Dulce for some of his remarks. President Dulce. Thank you. Just want to piggyback off of uh, what the mayor and what the chief said. 
Uh, again, thank you, Mayor, Chief Coons, Chief Jackson, fellow council members. Uh, I think, you know, the quality of life issues, probably all the council people here would say the number one issue that people hear, uh, the council people hear from our constituents is quality of life issues. Noise, fireworks, uh, you know, loud engines, cars, uh, motorcycles revving. With the summer months coming, these are all things that will ramp up and get worse, and so this can only help. Uh, I want to thank the members of the Public Safety Committee, Chairman Sheldon, uh, Councilman Reynolds, Councilman uh, Russell, members of the Public Safety Committee. Uh, I've always, as a teacher of government, I always tell the students that probably the most important thing that a community can give to their constituents is public safety. This is what we do. We have to, it's a quality of life. People want to be safe in their neighborhoods. They want to live in peace. They, they, they want to have a safe and quiet place to raise a family. And so these issues are very important. We have an unprecedented uh, situation in front of us with the ARPA funds, and we need to go out and use them. And as far as the EMS goes, we know that there's been a huge increase in the number of calls throughout the city over the last several years, and it's been a very difficult situation to try to figure out how are we going to respond to that. We have a responsibility to do that, and so with this plan, this will certainly aid in that. Uh, the gun violence unit, I mean, it, it's no secret. We're not immune to it, as the mayor said. Uh, Jamestown is just like every other small city and community where violence has been on the increase, particularly gun violence, and uh, this will at least help to identify where those are coming from, those people, and get them off the streets as fast as we can. Certainly, uh, we would like, hopefully, our, our state representatives will, will, will do some work on bail reform to help us out with that so, so we can have a, be more effective of getting some of these people off the street quicker and keep them off the street. But in the meantime, we have to do what we can do here to try to, to deal with that and alleviate as much of the crime as possible. So again, I just want to thank the mayor, uh, the chiefs, uh, the fellow council people, all of our council. We are committed as a city council to doing as best we can to provide public safety to our community. And at this time, I'll turn over to Councilman Schultz. Thank you, President Dultz. Uh, just a couple of brief remarks. Um, there's been a lot of talk about gun violence. Um, we have discussed this as the Public Safety Committee. We have been working with the police chief over the last several weeks to come up with a plan on how to combat that. It's not, it's not um, only here in Jamestown. It's, it's all across the country where we're seeing an increase in gun violence. But we're fortunate enough that um, you know, we have these ARPA funds and that um, we've listened to the police chief, uh, the fire chief, you know, also asking for additional men. Um, the second ambulance is something we've talked about for well over a year, probably two years at this point. Um, you know, we've listened to the police union, the fire union. They, they've both requested more personnel to help with the problems that they have with the EMS crisis and gun violence. And we've listened to the residents and the taxpayers of Jamestown. Two of them are here right now that I, I know have been very vocal about the problems here with uh, the gun violence in Jamestown, that we need to do something. So we're doing something. You know, we're... We've got the mayor on board. I know there's a majority of council people that are on board with this. Uh, public safety committee, uh, two of them are retired police officers, are well on board with this. So this is something that we need to do to improve the quality of life for, for the residents of Jamestown. Turn it back over to the mayor. Thank you, Councilman Sheldon. Um, we appreciate uh, all of the uh, comments our folks made today. Um, we'll open it up to see if there are any uh, questions uh, from the media. You mentioned millions of dollars. How many million are we talking about? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I don't have that right off uh, right off hand, but certainly there is a co- there is a cost to hire uh, three uh, police officers as well as three firefighters over the the course of a period of time. Um, it's certainly costly to add personnel, uh, but as we get closer to uh, presenting that to city council, uh, we'll certainly have all of the final figures uh, and numbers for the media uh, and for the council. Um, this might be more for Council President Jones. Uh, Council Member Sheldon uh, Shel- mentioned that there's support, and I know that the, the firefighters and ambulance had come before Council before. Do you feel that this can go through this time? I, I believe so. I think that there's enough support. I think last time it was tied in with the contract, and so this is, would be separate uh, to that. Uh, so I think they would be more amicable to adding those officers. Uh, the other thing, just to... Uh, go off what the mayor said about about the funding and, and the money. I, cert, I, I think we're also going to be looking at other grant sources as well. So there are some other monies that are out there. I know the big concern is the sustainability. What happens when this money is done in three, four years from now? Uh, through attrition, do we go back to where we were? Uh, or can we find other means to fund it? So those are some things that we're looking at. But uh, certainly we would like to obviously try to keep that going as long as possible. So we'll continue in the meantime to look for further sources of funding on top of the ARPA funding to, to deal with, with the financial aspect of it. If there is an increased need, is there a possibility of getting more GIF funding? Uh, there, cert- there certainly is, yes. Uh, one of the things that the governor had announced uh, under her budget uh, was the uh, creation of an Office of Gun Violence Uh, as well as additional significant funding uh, for these issues. So we are anticipating that uh, there may be additional uh, give grants, as you had mentioned, uh, as well as uh, other grants and other funding opportunities for this type of work. If things are able to go through and you're able to get these approved, say, by the end of the month, or maybe it would have to extend into June, how soon would you hope to have all this up and running, everybody trained and such? I'll let that question to uh, our, our uh, staff. Chief? So uh, the uh, new hires that we, when we do hire them, we're, we're thinking um, it takes 14 weeks to go through our field training program. Um, so if we can hire them sometime in June, then we hope to have about 14 weeks from then, everybody will be up to speed. Get your name. Oh, Captain Scott Forster. Sorry. The other, one of the other issues has been, you know, we have these guys, uh, Mr. Coleman, who was recently arrested, has been nailed three times this year. What sort of obstacles remain, even if we get these guys on the street, with regards to not just bail reform, but discovery? What sort of things are you still facing? I'll turn that over to our staff as well. I'm discuss with you. So, like you mentioned, the obstacle is bail reform, right? Depending on the situation, sometimes we can collaborate with a federal agency where bail reform does not apply. So those standards are completely different, and that puts more teeth into it, depending on the situation. That doesn't apply to everyone, every situation, of course, but... That's one benefit of collaborating with a federal agency. Thank you. Do you plan to bring this forward to the work session on the 16th? Yes. That was a very hard-hitting question. Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate it. 
Any further questions from the media? Uh, sure. Yeah. In the past, it has been difficult, from what I've heard, of getting actual people to come in for these positions. How are you going to be able to go over these obstacles with these new hirings? Sure. I'll turn that over to our police staff as well. Right now, we still have a current civil service list with eligible applicants on it for a police officer. So we have quite a few applicants to choose from. We just have to go through the interview process. We have to canvas, go through the interview process, and then determine who's the best candidate. I don't think we will have any issue uh, filling the three positions. And the firefighters? Uh, the firefighters have an excellent list to choose from. So I don't think there will be an issue there either. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any further questions? Can I ask something about James? Please, absolutely. Um, Terry asked a good question about the longevity or the time frame in putting all this together and getting the results uh, out on the street. I'd like to encourage our citizenry, our taxpayers, our renters, everybody in the city to be a lot more proactive and utilize our TIPS hotline, 483-8477. Uh, I know the police department and the fire department would welcome any information that comes their way. And uh, I think it's an under, underutilized uh, opportunity for residents to uh, complain or bring ideas or um, take care of their neighborhoods and be safe. So uh, I'm just asking the citizens to maybe uh, utilize the TIPS program a little, uh, little more. Thank you. Captain Sabison, do you want to talk about TIPS? Yeah, the, the tips line is, as Bill just said, 483-TIPS, uh, 483-8477. Uh, it's a daily tip line that comes into us that we check 24-7. It comes into our cell phones as well. Also, the big one is our Facebook page that we use. Um, as, as most of you, I'm sure, have seen it, we, we accept tips on that as well, as well as general comments. And you'll also see uh, most, if not all, of our news releases that we put out also on the Facebook page. So huge uh, uh, gap there with us that we're able to connect with the, with the public for that. <clears throat> Thank you. Appreciate it. Any further questions? Uh, sure. Uh, time frame on this new ambulance. Uh, what do you think? Sure. So the question is time frame on the new ambulance. Uh, I think a better question is how long would it take to get a new car? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there is, there is quite a significant lead time on some of those items. Uh, in addition, there is a need to uh, put out uh, a bid for that with specifications. I don't know, Deputy Fire Chief Coon, do you want to mention anything about the ambulance? Certainly. So. At present, due to the supply chain issues that are facing the automotive industry, it's similar for an ambulance. We're looking at probably at least six months before we'd be able to deploy a second vehicle. That's delivery time, and then obviously we have to outfit the vehicle. And then uh, once you get the ambulance, where is it going to be stored at? Uh, we're still working that out. It's operationally, we're going to put it in the most strategically advantageous position to make it so we can deploy it as rapidly as possible. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any further questions? All right, well, we thank you all uh, for, for joining us today. I know it's tough on a Monday. Typically, our council members would be here anyways, but they get the night off, technically. Uh, but we want to uh, thank them all uh, for being here uh, and you all for joining us this evening. And we're hoping uh, as we uh, get into the end of the month that we're able to approve these additional uh, hirings uh, and really help to keep Jamestown safer. Thank you all. And that was audio from the press conference held by the City of Jamestown on public safety initiatives.